Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Book Goodies Podcast. And today we're actually doing a little combo podcast. It's a Book Goodies and Author Ad Network podcast. I'm Deborah Carney, your host, and I'm joined by co-host Jim Kukrell. Hi, Jim. How you doing? Hey, Deb. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I, uh, I'm i really excited about the Author Ad Network that, um, of course, that we're partners on. And we have a lot of people that are advertising books, and then there's a lot of people that they they are considering advertising, and they want to know how to make their um, make their ad more uh, productive once they actually put out an ad. So I thought it would be great to do a podcast about how to know when your book is ready for promotion and how to get it ready. Uh, Jim, what are what do you consider to be some of the most crucial things before you run a, a big ad for your well, book? Well, first of all, I, you know, I've always said this, that, you know, when I consult clients, whether they're authors, whether they're businesses, whatever it is, if you don't have your house in order right first, it makes no sense to spend any money on anything to promote any marketing money, Facebook ads, book ads, anything. So you, you believe this too, Deb. You, you yep. have to be able to get everything set. Now, the problem is, is because most people get very excited, right? Your book's done. Right, it's online. You're like, okay, now I'm ready to to get it out to the world, and you you, you want to see what's going to happen. I get it. I've done this, and I have to stop myself and say, stop, and let's figure out if it's ready first before I spend money, the hard earned money that I have. Let's let's make sure that it's ready. And you may you may think that this is kind of like a, a weird thing to say from somebody who runs an ad network for authors, but. Like you and Deb and I, we'll, we'll agree. We'd rather have you be prepared to have success as opposed to come back to us later and say, how come I didn't get much from it? Right, Deb? Exactly. We have so many people that um, – and we don't we like it when you're going to do a book launch. But when you do a book launch, you have to consider that your book is like ready for other people besides your family mm-hmm. to, to look at and, and to get it. Um, you you have to be prepared, like you said. You can't just say, oh, I made a cover uh, of my own and, and I wrote this book and I popped it up on Kindle. I'm ready to get it out there for the world. Everybody's going to come and run and, and buy it just because I wrote it and it's a great story. Well, How do I people mean, know I, that? <laughs> you know, uh, another great analogy, Deb, is uh, Hollywood, right? So what does Hollywood do? Before a movie comes out, they do test screenings, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they go and they put people in a, in a movie theater and they sit in there and they figure out where if people laughed or cried or did when, and get reactions. And writing a book's the same type of thing, you know. Just because you've read it and your editor's read it, you know, maybe you need to get some other people to take a look at it first. Mm-hmm. And maybe you need to get other people to look at things like covers and descriptions and things we need to talk about here and make sure that it's ready. I know you're excited to promote it, but what if you spend money on it and then it, it doesn't? The promotion doesn't work, and you're scratching your head. So, let's talk about some of those. And Deb, you brought, or you asked me to bring a couple up. Let's start with the cover. Deb, what's your opinion on having a good cover? So, there's a lot of people that have in their head that um, they can create a cover, and they just want to put a title on a background, and they've got a pretty picture, and you know they want their author name to be big and bold, and that doesn't work. <laughs> you know, a good cover, you have to consider that your cover is your ad. 
It is what people see when they look at a list of books that they've searched for on, on Amazon or Smashwords. It's what they see when you place an ad in a sidebar or on a front page of a website. And it's, it's, it's what they see once, they're, once your book is on their Kindle or their e-reader to get them to actually read it once they've downloaded it. Your book cover is the representation of your book. Would you would you go out and buy a magazine ad in uh, you know Forbes or you know Time magazine and design the ad yourself? Right. Yeah. I mean, the way I look at it is, you know, selling books is competitive. Like it's like business. You have to start thinking of it like a business. The first thing I would do if I was writing a thriller book is I would go to Amazon and I would look at the top fifty ranked books in the thriller category mm-hmm. and I would, I would look at the covers and I'd go what makes these books uh, what's similar about all these covers right and there's usually a theme there's usually some kind of imagery or type effect or something like that that uh, you can look at that you could say wow my book cover should be like that now the problem is, is everyone gets so attached to their book cover because they're like, oh, well, I think it's awesome. <laughs> but the truth is, this is a business. It's not about what you think the cover is. It's about what your customer perceives right, and wants and expects. So stop thinking, well, I think my cover is awesome and start looking at competitive books and say, does my cover line up against these top sellers? Because that's where you want to be. And, you know, there's a lot of places online where you can get your cover critiqued by a group of your peers or by a group of um, other, you know, by readers. You know, if you have like a Facebook page, post your cover out there or post a couple different versions of a cover that you're thinking of and say, hey, what do you like better? And if the feedback is, hey, you know, your cover sucks, you really need to, you know, have somebody else do your design for you. Take that to heart, and it might cost you 50 bucks. But, you know, I mean, you can actually get good covers for between $25 and $100. It isn't something you have to spend uh, $500 or $600 on like in the past. You know, I mean, it's it's very – I mean, Jim, even uh, we have a service that uh, where people can get pre-made covers and just go through and and find one that are designed professionally, and you just have to – you know, they can just add your, your elements to it. Yeah, I love your tip about going to social media. So after the first step, what I do is I look I, I look at similar covers and I try to come up with a design, whether it's pre-made or custom design. I try to come up with a design that matches the genre of the books and the com- competitors. Keep thinking competitors. Mm-hmm. You, are, you are in business. You're competing against every other author who's writing in your genre. Okay. This is this is this is not just a fun thing, you know. You have to mm-hmm. really think about it that way. The second thing I do once I think I have a cover that is uh, similar that can match up to the covers that of uh, the other books I'm competing with, I do exactly what you do. That, that I go to Twitter and I go to Facebook and I post it up and I and I say, "What do you think?" Go find a thriller group. Uh, there's tons of groups and genre groups of books, people who love books on Facebook, and join the group. And, and get permission to post your cover up and, and ask everybody for a critique. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those people aren't going to be easy on you, but they're going to help you in the long run. <laughs> yeah. you got to have thick skin. You really do. Yeah. And that's like anything in business. You know, I mean, watch an episode of Shark Tank. <laughs> exactly. and, and you'll get an idea. So, okay, so your book cover gets them in the door, 
right? Gets them to actually like click on your ad from a website or click from the list from Amazon. Now you've landed on the sales page for your book. And too many book descriptions are, I loved this book. This book is great. You're going to love the story. That's not how you're going to sell your book. Why don't you give us some tips? You're the, you're the landing page guru here. How, how do you give some people some tips on what they need to actually have in their description that's going to get people to click the buy button? Deb, you got some fireworks going on in the background over there? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> about the, sorry about the background noises. So, uh, yeah, so... Uh, you know, I love when uh, I love when that kind of stuff happens because you know this is a, just a regular two people talking. This isn't some super professional studio thing. You know, we're real people running real businesses, just trying to help authors here. Yep. Um, you know, the book description is the probably besides the cover the biggest thing that that most people mess up on, and here's why: because you are a person who wrote a thriller book or a book about clowns. And you know a lot about that topic, fiction or nonfiction. Guess what? You're not a sales copywriter, right? People get paid millions and millions of dollars to write sales copy, and that's exactly what your book description is. It's that little space that's on Amazon or on your landing page or whatever that convinces the person to be hooked into your book. And most people just take a boring description, throw it up there in a block of text, and, and think that people are going to read it. Well, the truth is people don't read. They scan. And they want to be hooked in. So just like you want to have the first 10 pages of your book be really compelling because people might read the first 10 pages on a look inside, you want to have your book description have a hook in it. Put, if you have accolades, put your accolades in your headline. Put some reviews in there. You know, Hook people in. Start thinking from a sales writing perspective. because it's. And again, this is where most people like kind of drop out and they're, and they're like, oh, I'm not a salesperson. I'm not a marketer. Well, unfortunately... To be in the business of selling books, you have to start thinking in this manner. Let's hit on something that is like really overlooked, I think, by many, many authors. And it's the look inside the book. People get to preview your book. Yep. So they only get a certain percentage of your book. And in the, in, I want to say in the old days, and it's kind of corny sounding but when you pick up a print book there's all this stuff that comes before the story you know you've got your dedication and your acknowledgments and and all this other stuff you know reviews from people all that stuff and you don't get to the story until 20 pages in don't do that with an ebook okay throw throw all that stuff in the back that's all stuff that was designed to be put in there for traditional publishing and that kind of stuff you want somebody to see uh, the story as soon as possible and yep. hook them. When I click on look inside a book, if you've gotten me to the point where I've, I like your book cover, I like your description enough to be able to just, sometimes I'll even skip the description and just go right to look inside your book. And when I do the look inside your book, I want to read your story. Even your prologue might even be something that is a little, make, keep it short. Um, cause I want to know your writing. I want to know if the story is interesting to me. And like you said, Jim, you know, the first, the first 20 pages of your book should be what's going to hook you and, and go back to when you, when you do shop in a bookstore, you open the book and you start reading. So yep. that's what you want. Um, in addition to your, to your, uh, description needing to be really great. And if you have like those, 
um, editorial reviews, there's a place to put those on Amazon so that goes on your sales page and doesn't have to be in the front part of your ebook. Mm-hmm. And we should also talk about price. Okay. Yep. Um, I see a lot of authors who fall into the trap of, well, I think the book's worth $13.99 for an ebook, so that's what I'm going to price it at. What the truth of the matter is is that the vast majority of people who do buy ebooks um, are only, you know, they, they spend between $0.99 cents and $3.99. And sometimes you're outpricing yourself. I've seen people who run advertisements on, on my club, and they'll price the book way too high, and then they'll wonder why they didn't get any sales. Well, you know, sometimes it's not about what you think the price is. It's what the market will pay. And there's, a, there's a second thing to that, too. So you, um, you want to price your book high, but you want to run an ad for your book. Right. Reduce the price during the promo. Right. If you're going to run an ad and not give anybody an incentive, you're going to doom your ad to failure from the beginning. And you're like, well, but I want to charge full price for my book. And since I'm paying for an ad, I should be able to get full price for my book. An ad has two parts to it. It has, of course, you want sales, but you also want fans. You want to build a fan base. And if you're going to get extra eyeballs to your book, Price it attractively. If you don't want to go to $0.99, cents, you know, put right in your book description that it's normally $5.99 and you've reduced it to $2.99 just for the, you know, the length of this promotion. And that will show people that you're giving them value. I mean, it's proven over and over and over again. People want a deal. You know, think, think about it. Think about it from your perspective as the listener right now. When you walk into a store, Walmart or... Um, make you know, or whatever, whatever store you go to, or you're looking online, you're looking for a discount, aren't you? You're looking for a special. You're looking for a way to get something off, and and that's what people are looking for in terms of your book too. People don't want to buy everything at full price. People feel like they will purchase. It's it's like a purchasing decision when someone sees a discount. So maybe you do make your ebook thirteen ninety nine and then discount it to three ninety nine, and and people are like, wow, it's 10 bucks off today. And that's psychologically in their head. They say, oh, wow, that's something I should get on, something I should, should, I should get right away. So it's, that's a very important part of this whole thing. Yep. And one other thing that I want to point out, and um, since we've started running the Author Ad Network, this has actually come up a few times. Know your audience. We ask right. you to pick a specific genre for your book to be in, and I've had a few people that email me and say, well, my book needs to be in three or four of your categories instead of just one. And for fiction, that's possible, but I'm getting, uh, and this is in general through the book of site submissions and everything, a lot of authors think that their book is good for everybody. You know, whether you read fiction, nonfiction, vampires, thrillers, you know, my romance set in historical Victorian times is going to appeal to everybody. No. (laughs) You know, identify your genre and advertise to your genre and speak to your genre and make sure your marketing materials are for a specific audience instead of just for the whole world. Yeah, I mean, this is just, you know, what we're trying to just say to everybody here is sometimes it makes sense to, or not sometimes, all the time, it makes sense to follow through with these things. I know you're excited to advertise your book. You're ready to put it out there and see if you can make sales. But 
just take a step back and start thinking about these things, the pricing, the covers, the descriptions, the look inside, and these things, and say to yourself, am I ready to spend money, right? There's going to be plenty of people on the Internet who want to just take your money, no matter if you're ready or not. I don't operate my business that way. Deb, you don't run your business that way. I would much rather I would much rather people be prepared to have success so they have a much better shot at success. And then the last thing I want to leave you with, and I don't know what else you have, Deb, is that sometimes promotions just don't work, right? Right. I mean, it's just, there's no way to tell, right, um, if someone is interested in your book or even if you have the best cover, price, description, look inside, everything. You've nailed it down and you send out a promotion and it goes out to everybody and sometimes – People just aren't ready to buy. Sometimes people just aren't interested. And sometimes promotions don't work. And, you know, unfortunately, there's no guarantees in the world. But you have to be prepared to understand that, that sometimes it happens like that. You, you need to be ready before you do that promotion. And you need to be ready to capitalize. And we'll go into that more into another, uh, in another podcast um, and some blog posts on our site about um, – what to do to really maximize uh, getting the most out of your promotion. But before you start spending your money, you really just need to make sure you have great cover, great description. You look inside the book is all set and you know, you know your audience and you're priced appropriately. I think those are the big takeaways that people need to know before they spend any money on, on any promotion, not just us, anybody. Um, you're just not going to succeed. You can spend 500 bucks, you know, a thousand bucks on promos. And if you don't have those elements, right, you're not going to make any money. Yeah. That's all I got. Debbie. Anything else? No. Um, I think that's great. And thanks for taking time out of your day so that we can talk to folks about this. Um, hop on over to bookities.com to listen to the podcast and authoradnetwork.com, And we'll have lots more tips coming for you. And, um, Thanks, everybody, for listening, and have a great day. All right, clear. Clear. Sorry. I We didn't put the cats upstairs because <laughs> it was quick. <laughs>